0: and chat with other business owners to glean valuable information that they are using to crush their goals. So grab a glass and let's chat. Hey guys, and welcome back to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Um, This week, I'm really excited to chat with another marketing person, um, these are always such fun conversations, and I can't wait to learn from you. I was looking at your website. looks amazing. Um, yet before I segue out of that, um, my guest this week is Joey Lowry, but he's a seven-figure entrepreneur and speaker on all things hacking online traffic. So thanks so much for joining me today.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm excited to be here.
0: I'm really excited to talk about, like because I get questions on SEO all the time, uh, mm-hmm. um, so I'm excited to hear your perspective, but um, Yeah. Before we dive into all of that, um, what are you drinking today? I can't remember which one I shipped you.
1: You shipped me the Chardon. I believe that what it is. Yeah. Awesome. It's really good. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Yay. I, yeah, that's one, that is one that I do like. Um, yeah. Their rosé is good, too, um, just for future reference.
1: I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. No, thank <laughs> you. Lot.
0: Awesome. Well, yeah, um, before we start uh, geeking out on marketing things, um, I'd love to hear about your history. Have you always, you know. Wanted to own your own your own business and your your media company. So yeah, if you could tell us how you got to where you are today, that'd be awesome.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, kind of actually, no, not really. I, weirdly enough, I always wanted to uh, either be like a shamu trainer or something like that, or a paleontologist. Weirdly enough, um, I don't know if we we'll have video or not, but I have dinosaur stuff all around me, but yeah actually no I, I had moved out out to um, arizona originally and started work for this company at the time and just you know just doing sales no college background you know just always loved sales and have been, uh, been very passionate about it my whole life and so ended up working for this company and i won't name who obviously but i uh, worked there for a couple of years and you know started making some really good money but i started losing a lot of clients and, and it wasn't like a sales issue it was it was our reporting and what we would show on our dashboard wasn't lining up with google analytics and so obviously you know from our standpoint since we're you know the sales guys they didn't allow us inside you know the actual ad performance and and things like that so really it was the ad team that would do all that and then we were you know the front-faced person for the uh, for the customer so more or less we'd go to these digital summit shows and you know work the booths and talk to businesses and owners and other things like that and finally you know i kind of after a couple months of realizing that there's you know we're losing clients and we need to do something so I decided to kind of, you know, put the red cape on and go in and say, you know, hey, I'm going to figure this out for them. You know, this, they'll be happy about it. This will kind of curb everything. And then basically one night after we'll call it uh, some stronger stuff, um, some liquid courage, uh, I was with the team. And, you know, and the team wasn't anything bad. It was just a group of, you know, um, guys and girls, but mostly, you know, 30 plus, very established with their family, things like that. And probably a good reason why they didn't want to push where I was, you know, in my mid 20s and not not having all that yet. And so I decided to bring it up and think that I solved it, you know, and I was questioning some ethical stuff that we were doing and I was let go on the spot. And so in, yeah, in Raleigh, North Carolina, and basically, you know, I remember just getting fired and I'm, I mean, I was making 20, $25,000 a month and I'm, in my mind, I'm like, man, no college background. I don't really have a marketing background at all. I just love sales. Then I'm like, I'm out. And so I decided to sit at the bar, you know, cause obviously that's where you go afterwards. Um, you know, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, you know what? screw this, I'm going to create a company that, um, it's going to be a, a direct competitor to them. And, you know, I really had no idea what I was doing. And so basically I picked a name that was, you know, a type of animal that could eat the name that they're named after not, at that animal <laughs> more or less. And so media shark was born. And then within the first year we, um, we had almost over seven, well, actually no, we did do well over seven figures and wow. yeah.
0: Was, and what was year awesome. was that?
1: She, that was 2019. It was right during wow, that. Yeah. So- uh,
0: Dang. Okay. So I have to, does that company have like, is it a venomous animal?
1: Mm, No, no. (laughs)
0: Nope. Okay. (laughs) One in mine. I was like, oh.
1: Yeah. You know, and the thing is too with that, you know, it was one of those things that was like, I was so furious with them for the longest time. And it actually, in a great way, it caused problems for me for maturity reasons that caused me to grow, but also just, it just fueled something that was in me that I didn't know I had. And then, you know, now I could give no, you know, two shits about them
0: hmm totally yeah i mean everything you know at the time it's kind of like whoa what just happened but then looking back it's like oh okay now i see it now i get like why i was supposed to go where i was supposed to go you know
1: yep absolutely
0: yeah and i love it on your website you're like stop getting screwed like i just <laughs> ran some reports for a potential new client the other day and i'm just like and they're doing what with this ungodly amount of money that you're paying them each month like what
1: Yep. hey man and that's that's the one thing that i think has helped the business do so well other than there's a lot of personality and um you know stuff that we do on the side but when it comes down to it it this is literally the wolf of wall street right now and people have no idea
0: yeah i yes, yeah, so i saw that as one of your talking points which i'd love to talk more which i will admit i have not seen that movie yet um Ooh. apparently i live under a rock but i mean i know what it's about i just and i love leo dicaprio i, I need mean, yeah, to sit not, down it, and watch it
1: <laughs> it's not the most appropriate movie so you might have to watch if you watch one of the kids things but right. uh but it's, uh, it's, it's definitely motivating, we'll call it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm excited. You'll I I watch that when they're, when they're at school. Um, okay. Yeah. No, I love that. So getting into and so what all kind of services do you provide? Cause actually too, I might need to talk to you about a client that needs Google ads and that's something I I don't do.
1: Yeah. So we really everything, it, it's just anything on the paid ad side, you know, okay. so we don't, we only really touch the branding, but when it comes down to you know web web design to a point, landing pages, anything that goes Google Ads, programmatic, um, anything outside of Facebook, Yahoo, um, and then going into SEO, we're very heavy on SEO just for the sole purpose of, you know, we can cut back on ad spend so much or just really dominate you know the Google rankings if you know what you're doing. So right. we really specialized in that for a while
0: yeah and that seems such like a vague term to so many people so i'd love to um like you know people listening are business owners um some new some older and so i, I still get a lot of confusion and questions like i said about search engine optimization so if you could maybe break down some of the basics um yeah. of what it is and yeah where people could get started or what they need to know that kind of thing that'd be awesome
1: yeah i think one of the best ways i kind of like this how i like to describe it it's you know your website's a library and in the day, you know, you can, you know, do a whole bunch of stuff to a library to make it stand out and make it be the place that has, let's call it the authority, the best books, the place you're going to go to find the knowledge of a certain topic or, you know, let's say maybe your topic or what you do um, as a service provider or, uh, you know, a company but when you look at a library you know it's obviously filled with books and so we treat that like your content your blogs on your website so when google is looking at a website basically you know determining if they should rank you on the first page or if they should even rank you for other things such as you know things about your industry things that you know you solve even questions that you you know answer it wants to see if you have you know the content the the blogs that are written specifically for google's algorithm to show that hey we have the let's call it the library that has the blogs that show google that we have the authority and then also Google looks at as well, just like a library, you know, how are those blogs and content pieces organized? You know, your pages on your web, website, it's just like, it's like the aisles more or less in a library. And a lot of times what people don't realize when it comes to SEO is Google is an algorithm. It doesn't know what a pie tastes like, but it knows that it's a certain layout that it knows that if we do this certain steps and it's laid out a certain way, it, this recipe should be good based off all this other content and these recipes that it's been analyzing. So it looks at your website the same way. So when I always tell everybody, what do we do? We help you build the best library with the most aisles with all the correct blog placements, books um, to show Google that you're the authority in your subject and topic. So you get those leads and sales over your competitors.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, And so anybody listening, like where would you like have them start? Maybe if they're like, okay, I know I need to do some SEO, but I still don't, you know, I don't even know where to start. um, That kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that the first thing is, you know, you have to do an audit. I mean, that's the one thing. It's just like a, it's like when you go to the gym, you know, the first thing they're going to do is have (laughs) you kind of do kind of a little fitness test. (laughs) Exactly. You know, and we need to see the same thing for your website. You know, if, if you come to us or you go to somebody else and you go, all right, what, what can you do for me? I guarantee you, if you open your wallet, they're going to see into it and they're going to take your money and you won't know what you're getting. But if you, if you get a Baseline you can always one hold them accountable which is super important but two you just gotta better understand what you know is working and what's not and most importantly what what's your competitors doing
0: yeah- mm-hmm. that makes total sense um I love that and I love how you're able to explain it in such a way that's easy to understand
1: well I don't have a marketing background so I had to learn this on my own too <laughs> so yeah I had, to, I had to dumb it down for myself <laughs>
0: Um, I have seen a few like articles come out recently about, you know, there's some updates coming this year, like what the, the guy said, like buckle up or something, the chairman. So t- do you know of any like updates uh, that people are going to have to be aware of on the horizon of like 2024 for
1: SEO? Yeah. So this is, I mean, let's just say this, this is your opportunity to really double down, mm-hmm. Um, you know, with the, whether utilizing AI or not, you know, you really should think of your website as I need to build the best library I can. And sometimes that means dropping some money and getting a better website. Um, you know, we don't handle real, real full website builds. And so if someone comes to us and this is not me trying to push us, I would literally point you to somebody else and say, hey, go get that done because the problem going to come up is Google is going to start rolling out more of these called helpful content updates where Google's going to look at are you cheating in the sense of using AI? Are you, um, you know, and it's not their, they say they're not against it, but you got to think if there's hundreds of thousands of businesses now all of a sudden putting out tons of blog articles written by AI, Google cares for really two things. One, are they making money? So don't ever be fooled that Google cares about their customers. I mean, they do, yeah. but they they want that money first. Um, but two is, are you, are you real? Are you being human? Are you actually helping the real users? And if you think about why Yahoo, you know, in a sense failed, It wasn't because, you know, uh, Google is just this amazing, you know, outperforming, you know, um, monster. It started off very small. And then all of a sudden Google actually answered questions better. It provided better human experience, you know, rather than Yahoo did. That being said, you need to treat your website and the stuff going on with Google just like that. So I'd be looking at my competitors and I would go, okay, how much content do they have? How deep are their pages? And there's tons of little plugin tools you can use that are free that will tell you this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But with all these helpful uh, content updates that are coming out, I would really be careful in the science, in the sense of, you know, do I just go and dive into all this AI and just hire an agency and just, you know, they say they got all the newest AI tools and it's super sexy and it's going to work. And it's not, Google does not like that. Google does not like anything fast. And what's going to happen right now with these that's called buckle up is that you're seeing businesses that never understood it. And a lot of these marketers, including some of my friends that, you know, that are pretty high up in, you know, some of these YouTube channels, they're pushing this AI like it's a steroid. But the problem is when you take steroids, certain things happen. And a lot of times you even lose the gains and it comes in pretty hard. And I think that's what we're about to see is, you know, a lot of that's called non uh, fake content written yeah. not by humans. And so basically Google looks like it looks at it like it's not for humans. So it's not by humans. Therefore, we will derank it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's like their main thing they're looking for, right? Like, is this relatable? Can people understand this? Is this the best content? And that still has to have such a human element in it, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. So there's a... Um, so this is my thing, too, is like we utilize AI for our blogs just even now, but we still have, you know, someone reread it. We have, you know, yeah. links of YouTube TikToks involved in it. You know, don't, don't get me wrong, sometimes some of the articles will show up saying it's, you know, 80%, 70% AI written. But mm-hmm. the thing is, we're also writing it from an SEO point where the algorithm sees what we're doing. And so, you know, there, there's some there's always a dance here that, you know, you yeah. you don't have the ability to put out, you know, 50 blogs a month around certain topics without, you know, beating yourself up or, you know, having an agency just come up with crap content. So there there's a, an amazing ability to use, utilize AI. But when you get into, let's call it a little bit more depth of like neuro and how language modeling works, you know, the computer is catching on to synonyms and placements and adjectives of how we sound and how we talk. And then if it realizes that, Wow, this really is just spitting back content in the same format, the same type of code. Google's going to penalize that. Yeah. So, and that's without diving in too crazy deep. But that's right. yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I love that. And so, the, in the helpful content, like those are like little snippets, right? That kind of Google pulls up and gives you like a short answer right there.
1: Um, n- kind of, yeah. So the helpful content update, I think, is more like the umbrella term they're calling it for all the little things they're going to come out out with. Um, but like, I mean, for example, like. Google is about to change their their front facing interface so the way you see Google now is about to change. It'll eventually have a AI answering machine at the top so you type in like, you know, um what's the weather in Florida? that's where I'm at. You know, it will automatically have an AI answer for you just like it was ChatGPT plugged into it. And then it would show to the r- the right three resources. And that's it now. And the rest I'm 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 guessing it's going to be like paid ads or something local that's and then going back to paid ads. Google's about to down double down on paid ads. In my opinion.
0: Okay. So, so we're not, yeah, we're not going to have like the whole search page of like, we have tons of options to kind of scroll down. We're only going to have
1: three. I, no, I think, no, I'm saying, so what it's going to look like is at the very top, you'll have like a chat GPT type answer. And mm-hmm. then over to the right of that, like a shopping ad, you'll have three little placements. And then below that, you know, just like a normal search, I believe like the next five to 10 spots will be paid ads. And then after that, it'll go back to organic listing.
0: Okay. But the thing, gotcha. thing is
1: how many people scroll to the second page of Google?
0: Oh, never. Like,
1: So I think now all, all of us are going to be competing for those first three spots. So yeah. now it's a double down.
0: That's crazy. And so um, with the paid ads, do you think, and I don't, I mean, I obviously understand the basics of paid advertising, um, but I've like that again, like I said, that's nothing I've, I've ever gotten into. Like, do you think that will make the, the price per click go up or like things like that, or or maybe not? Or what are your, Thought on those kind of
1: i think it's going to be a gold rush for a while mm-hmm. i think google won't know what to do and, and there's going to be quality issues because again it's probably going to be giving more opportunity but mm-hmm. that also means that the person who clicks ad one or the top performing ad who pays a little bit more maybe it's a better opportunity to be an ad three or four because right. there's also going to be a user ability issue for a while too because people won't realize you know spot one is they'll always know Hey, that first spots even maybe the first three are ads right. so maybe there to bid around spot four or five. If that's the, the format and layout they do, yeah. So I I think I'll say this. Um, for example, like it, I think what was a DUI lawyer in or it's a divorce lawyer in um, LA is like a fifty four. I believe a fifty four or forty four dollars cost per click. So every single click that you're bidding on as a lawyer, and if somebody clicks that ad, it's going to cost them fifty four roughly dollars per click. Now something like that, I don't think you're going to have much movement on because Google just knows it's so competitive. But when you look at something like the local lawn company or, you know, like something smaller that maybe has a couple dollar click, you know, sure, you might you might see a drop in 20, 30 percent price for a while mm-hmm. until Google gets it down. And then they're then they'll either double down on price and they'll just really f- affirm it that there really won't be much change, um, you know, or they might raise it a little bit because of the competition.
0: Yeah. Crazy. Do we have any idea when this is going to be rolling out? Have they said They've,
1: they already have the beta out? Um, so they they're guessing, and I've got a couple of buddies who I know that are really following this. I want to say it's probably going to be in the next four or five months, wow. but yeah. if you if you really think about it, what it, what they're doing is Google's making it all about ads, which means they make more money.
0: Right? Yeah, Well, that's true. That's so, crazy. Um, man, I feel like the Google Analytics last year to the G four now this like oh that was to, like catch a break for a minute.
1: <laughs> oh man, that was the complete dump of a lifetime. You know, because we had we had clients coming to us asking us left and right like, what do we do? What do we do? And it's like we. We warned you, you know, we we did what we we're supposed to, but, you know, we, you know, if you don't have us, you know, monitoring your stuff, we just can't all of a sudden just come in, especially after the update took place.
0: Right. Yeah. You no.
1: Know? And I think they they all thought that there was some secret sauce waiting. And Google, I mean, but Google's been announcing this for almost three years now.
0: Yeah. Mm hmm. But
1: well, I still, been I been talking say, about
0: the sunset for like over, like well over a year.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it, it finally hit. And yeah. <laughs> so.
0: Well, that's crazy. Um, well, yeah. So I know you like to talk about understanding your customer through data as well, which I think is also super important. I think, you know, all business owners, you know, we're we're all pretty busy. And so sometimes I feel like data marketing, things like that get kind of pushed to the back burner, but it's so important because it can tell us so much. Um, so yeah, like, I would love to hear your thoughts and, you know, kind of how you understand your your customers better through data and any tips that you have for the listeners.
1: Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, I think that's the key right now. It's 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 data. And it's mm-hmm. it's it's almost like defining, you know, who are you dating and who are you not? I think one of the biggest things I actually get to speak on stage about, you know, this quite a bit, it's it's this analogy of it's better to define who your customer is not than it is to be guessing who they are. You know, and that's that's one of my big issues that I have right now with businesses is they don't even know what their customers don't look like. Right. You know, mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong. If you're a local brand, yes, and if you're in Tampa, Florida, you're not going to be advertising, you know, in Oregon or New York. And if you, if you are, uh fire that ad company or whatever you're, you <laughs> yeah. know, or whoever's doing your stuff. But, you know, there's a level of um I wouldn't say um simplicity that i'm talking about but there's just a level of of just like looking at this from a kind of a deeper level understanding what age groups you know really appeal to your you know your audience or your customers whether it's a product you're selling or a lead gen service that you're trying to do you know obviously you know some 18 to 24 may may work for this type of you know audience and then you might have a 65 plus that is the perfect audience you mm-hmm. know but yet you're not really diving into you know who exactly is our clients you know what's the time of day are they converting? And also sometimes it's, you know, even thinking about their search and how they search, you know? Right. So one of the issues that I always say when diving into data, it's like, sometimes it's better. I mean, you can use a free tool. Like um, I bl- they changed it. I think it's Looker Studio now, but it was <laughs> Google, Google Data Studios. Yeah. You know, you can find really good templates that are free or super cheap that'll plug into your Google Analytics and your Google Ads and your SEO. That'll give you a very clear picture um, of what what is working and what's not. I mean, worst case scenario, I mean, I know people are sometimes finicky about spending money, but don't be afraid to pull out the po- uh, the book or the pocketbook and spend a thousand dollars. Right. Know, sometimes mm-hmm. spend more but again, that's completely relative to the size of the business. But it is so much more cost effective to know how to save the money and avoid spending it than it is just to open the pocketbook and pay the money just to figure out, you know, this type of thing. Instead of finding out six months later that, you know, you wasted tens of thousands, maybe sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars because your customer was, or you guys were bidding on a customer that you shouldn't have been. Yeah. Uh, but that's, that's oh, go ahead. Sorry.
0: Oh, just saying, no, I know that having that information to be able to understand. So even if you have like an agency or a consultant doing it for you, at least you have the power to understand what, you know, what they should yeah. be doing and if they're not, you know, hitting those targets and why they're not, you know, I think that's so important for business owners.
1: Well, and that's, and that's too, one of those things too, like why, I kind of have an issue with right now with a lot of agencies and consultants. And and just because we get white labeled so much where, you know, if the body says, no, that's where someone's reselling us, that's an agency or a consultant um, to, you know, the customer who doesn't know we exist. But what I see so many times is, you know, customers or let's call it the agencies or consultants come to us saying, hey, we need you to run these ads for us because they don't have the manpower or it's just too niche due to our network, you know, capabilities of where we can reach. And they just know that, hey, this client's spending $25,000 a month or 70 or 10,000. And for them, it's like, hey, I'm making this money. How, like, we got a margin here and all this stuff. And and from my standpoint, I'm like, have you guys really call it a targeting sheet? Has have you had the client fill out a targeting sheet? Have you guys really defined who this audience is? Like, and the things these businesses, you know, maybe um, you know, if you're listening yourself, need to be asking, where do my customers hang out? What are their favorite, you know, uh, sites that they're on? What are their favorite articles? Are they reading? Do they get certain type of emails um, from different providers, um, you know, n- newsletters, things like that. Also on top of that, um, what type of stores do they visit? I mean, really what we're trying to do is almost like define perfectly, like do they have kids? Do they not? Um, What are their favorite activities? And not even just that, just how far away from home do they go? You know, and this is, obviously it sounds creepy with the way you're describing this, but you're really trying to define, all right, so now I know who like it's called Jack and Jill is. I am not going after anybody outside of these radius points. And you can really do some, you know, solid damage in a great way by worrying more about who, you know, your audience is not than trying to double down on who they are.
0: Yeah. Or just like trying to like throw the net as wide as you can to see what comes in. You know, like that's not a great strategy. <laughs> like no, you know.
1: I, well, think about data. It's like, I always say it's literally dating. Like if you go out there and you just try to date everybody, you're going to have some issues, <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> um, you know, and your customers are the same way. You know, there's, there's plenty that you should be saying no to. And there's plenty that are not in the funnel in the in the position they should be to buy well that means maybe you shouldn't be spending as much money on them yet
0: yeah totally i agree oh i love that um because yeah i'm I'm big on that too i'm like you know just you sit and think about who your people are you know like what kind of content do they like to consume where are they online offline you know just different things because i think we get so excited and especially in the beginning of our business that we're kind of like we leap into it and not really take the time sometimes to like really get that marketing foundation in order because there's like so many other things to do, you know?
1: Yep. Well, and I, I got a great company that I like working with um, here and there. And they're, they're a pretty good-sized company, a uh, marketing agency. And they do um, some branding here and there. But what I love that they do is they give you a, a portfolio just that it's your perfect audience. It's almost like a catalog of who they look like. And I, and I like it just because it helps us. When they yeah. give me, I'm like, okay. We can target, you know, I give it to my ad guys, my teams, you know, when we're having our calls. Um, and I, it's, just, it's just another great little point that just makes uh-huh. it more simple for the business owners and us.
0: Yeah, totally. And it also like makes it visual too. You know, it's like, oh, I can finally see that, you know, this is Sally, our ideal customer, you know, and then it makes where you're targeting yeah. and how you're writing and everything like that's just so much easier and more efficient and effective because you know who you're talking to.
1: Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah, 100%. And that's where it goes back to that Wolf of Wall Street aspect. If you come to, you come back to us and you go, Hey, Joey, we, you know, we saw whatever we heard you on the podcast. It actually, this just happened recently. I had somebody reached out They said, we heard you on the podcast. We want to work with you guys. And they took a call with one of my sales guys. And then, um, somehow I got involved, whatever. And I was talking to them, and they're like, Hey, log into our stuff. And you know, do you mind taking a peek before we, you know, work with you guys? I was like, sure. Why not? And I could tell that whoever was running their ads was just doing a terrible job. And they had no idea, you know, from their performance, it's like, all right, well, we have to spend this. So, you know, th- this is our best performance. And I'm like, I, you guys could not only be saving a ton of money, but you could be doubling down in other areas. Mm-hmm. Why are you spending money over here? But again, mm-hmm. from, you know, a business standpoint, it's just whoever sells the prettiest, looks the prettiest, has the best pitches. Um, yeah. In the sense of- he Uses you know, the most I'm-
0: acronyms. So it's mm-hmm. like, wait, what? Okay. Yeah. They said that. Sure.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Especially in this world, you know? Yeah. And <clears throat> that's where I'd just say, I'm like- a lot of people have no idea that they're buying pink chip. We'll call it type um, companies, where they're missing out on the blue chip type agencies or consultants that are the ones that are, you know are called the, the Disney, the Apple stock that you know you're going to get the value for what you get, and yep. it's just you'll find out later that you you know you picked the wrong one later.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's and I hate that like th- th- more times than I want to say. I've talked to business owners that have just spent so much money with nothing to show for it. And they didn't know because they didn't know, you know, that they didn't understand. And then I think also too, sometimes because they don't understand, they're kind of scared to ask questions. And so they don't, you know? It, and so it just, that kind of keeps going.
1: And you should be dumb. I think like, the, like, I mean that in the most best, humble, like in the most intelligent way, being dumb, nobody questions you in the room. In mm-hmm. fact, you get all the questions answered, you yes. know? So when you, when you get on a call, don't be afraid to ask the questions that sound dumb, just because again, you know, this is a learning opportunity for both of us, but I guarantee you, you are hurting your consultant, your marketer, whoever. I mean, that's just in general in life. Mm-hmm. You're hurting this person that's trying to help you because they assume that you have a level of understanding right? and they may recommend something totally different or even, you know, maybe not re- recommend a certain plan at all. If let's say these right questions aren't being asked.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Totally, Um, and so you mentioned it again a second ago. um, And so, is there like a specific Wolf on Wall Street mentality? Like, is there like okay? What do I need to know about that before I to
1: Yeah, Yeah. well, I think it's it's well, it's it's fast cash, and it's the aspect of they can spend. I don't know. There's just scene where he's just like, "Are we doing something wrong?" When the guy goes, he goes, "Our job is to take their money and put it into ours because we can spend their money better than they can."
0: Now I do okay.
1: You know. You know, and you just see these, these wolf guys are pitching these really shitty stocks to these people who are, you know, somewhere out, you know, wherever. And they're pitching these companies that are just terrible companies to pitch, but they make it seem like it's like, wow, this is great, we're gonna solve your problems. You know, in two, three months, you're gonna be 10 x in your money and you're gonna be calling me back, asking me about, you know, how do I take this extra money and invest it back with, when, when I'm sitting in my new home? And it's like, you really think about that mentality in, the, in this marketing world. The one thing I can point out is I call them the 25 year old marital coaches. It's like these consultants, these agencies that popped up really fast over COVID because now they have internet connection. Um, They're usually young people. And I'm not saying that it's not in the forties and fifties as well, but you're seeing this very quick money. Hey, we work with dentists, we work with lawyers. We, you know, we do SEO. And it's like, when I really look into this, I'm like, what you're offering is a course. You're teaching coaches to coach. You know, you're, you're doing consulting and you're gonna give me a cookie cutter plan. For John Doe, who's a lawn care company, and then also to, you know, this cult, uh, Sarah and Jack, who are the the law firm over in a, a different state. And it couldn't be any more opposite. And so that's that's really what we're running into this Wobble Wall Street aspect.
0: Gotcha. That makes total sense. Yeah, I've seen so many, too. And also, too, just like coaching world quote unquote as well i feel like it's actually about to burst like it seems like it's on a downward trend but man it's just the past few years have been crazy
1: yeah and and honestly a lot of these businesses i mean so we work with companies that range all the way from you know rarely do we work with anybody who spends under like two to three thousand a month Um, you know and we it does it just depends sometimes because we meet kind of I call it like the perfect customer and it's like I can help this guy there's a huge opportunity here Um, you know but most of them are in you know the 20k plus range easily and when I look at this and I I see them they come to us you know they've already done a little bit of research they've already either been screwed over they've had some issues come up you know and they're at the point now where it's like we'll spend the money if it's done right and that's the issue where I always tell you know people and businesses it's like I wish we could have you avoid that part. Like, don't get me wrong. Sure, I'd love to work with you guys. But, you know, go to YouTube and spend time. You know, go watch, listen to some of these podcasts that are on marketing. You know, hear hear what marketers are talking about in the marketing world that have issues. You know, if I am if, if I play football or I play baseball, you know, why would I not be listening to the coaches out there? Why would I not be watching, you know, videos to make myself better in these areas? Or at least just to be, um, you know, let's say confident in the kitchen.
0: Right. I don't have to mm-hmm.
1: be the best chef. I just at le- least to know how to be dangerous to make sure yeah. I don't get screwed over.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to, yeah, to understand that you won't get screwed.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. And mm-hmm. and that's the thing too. It's just, I'm amazed by some of these clients that come to us and they say, Hey, yeah, this client had a, you know, a monthly fee of $2,500, let alone, you know, they're paying for the ads. They're also paying right. for SEO services. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, 2,500 for what? Yeah. Like, oh, it was, it was reporting. I'm like, so you're 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 paying them no matter what that twenty five hundred for reporting because they have to report on what they're doing,
0: mm-hmm. and they just do it
1: anyway, like, right?
0: Like that's just yeah. part of it. Like I'm doing the service for you, so I'm going to let you know how it's going. That shouldn't be twenty five hundred dollars worth.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, and especially when you look at some of the clients that have, I mean, we worked with one client. Um, you know, we usually have one or two whales at any given time that are well over six figures a month, and you know, they, you, they have to be careful because, you know, for them, they have a certain budget and usually they're, they're very corporate companies. You know, you're working with a team and they could see little three to $5,000 billing things slip in there. They wouldn't catch it. You know? Mm-hmm. So that's where it's like, you know, especially when you approach something like that, you know, sometimes it's best to go over with like a fine detail, um, comb and just be like, Hey, look, these are issues you got screwed over now. Granted, whether they want to pursue that with another, you know, agency and, you know, confront them with that, that's up to them. Yeah. But there's, uh, You know, when you're working with a mom and pop company, that you know sometimes you know the wife and husband are still working their jobs. Yep. They're spending five to ten k a month doing this, and they're like looking at you like, "This needs to work." And you want to do the best you can, but you're also like, "Well, you've you guys got to step it up a little bit too on on your end of knowledge just Mm -hmm. just not in a bad way because sure you can pay us to do this stuff for you, right? Mm -hmm. But I'd rather you learn enough that you're you can be dangerous in the kitchen.
0: Yes. Yeah, I 100% agree. Because yeah, I mean, you know, they want to hire marketing because they don't either want to do it or have the capacity to do it or just don't like it. Apparently, a lot of people hate marketing. I didn't know that. I didn't either. Yeah,
1: I love this stuff. I'm like, oh, this is so cool.
0: But the same, it's like I still want to like teach you, even though I'm doing it for you. Like I want you to understand. And what's cool too is that like, you know, sometimes when they under like they finally can kind of be like, oh. Ooh, that's why we're doing what we're doing and this ties in with this and this and you know they start to get results and like their business grows and it's like it's just i feel like it's almost more impactful when they understand like why we're doing what we're doing and then they feel confident you know
1: and the, and there's just a trust level that it just increased and yeah. it i mean it's it's literally it's dating you know you just yep. build that trust with them um you know, and then they they call you. I actually before this, I was on a call with somebody and they're like, Hey, we we want to double down. And now for them, we're building a website specifically for the ads. But you know, they just called us back. They're like, hey, we actually want to increase our budgets exp- exponentially. But it was just because we came to them and saying, like, here's a whole plan of and it was not I didn't even think they're gonna use us for it. Um, but I was like, Hey, here's what you guys need to do. It might be cheaper to use another agency. Um, but if you want us to do it, here's what it's gonna cost. But more or less, you know, 30 minutes of just planning to help them. And next thing you know it came back around. But again, it's that relationship that happens.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, I had three clients, and this isn't really normal, like text me last week, which I actually love because mm-hmm. like it's just that sense of, like it, it's not like outside of business hours and this doesn't normally happen, but it was just kind of funny. I was telling my husband, I was like, this is what I love. Like these people have been with me for years. Like it's at a level where they feel like they need to text me and add something or, you know, different things like that. And I like love responding to them, you know, like yeah. it's that relationship. And that has, I don't know. I feel like that is such a, a the key to like succeeding in business and life, you know, I mean, oh, relationship, that's all.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so simple. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, but the other funny thing too, I like I, at least I look at this too, when I get involved because sometimes, you know, some of these clients I don't work with directly just for the sole purpose of our size of what we're trying to do. Um, and I can only do so much on my end, but you know, sometimes we see this stuff, and it's like you get excited watching them with their yep. success, like as if it's like your baby too.
0: Yep, totally. And
1: you you feel it when they're hurting just as much as you know, not in the sense of like it's our our budget, you know, but it's like I feel for you, man. Or you know, or, you know, her just just an aspect of just what has happened to you because we see this all the time. Yep. And then on the reverse side, it's like, all right, like look, here I'm gonna put together this three six month plan. Here's why I would be doing ads. Here's where I'm cutting back. Here's our recommendations called our dosage for our problem. And then when it works and it works really well, it's like, you want to high five, like you wish you were in the room high-fiving them exactly. too. Exactly.
0: Yes. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Oh, um, I love that. It's so good to talk yeah. to I'm not saying like that no other marketing people are like this because there's tons, but you know. Um, you I can say
1: wrong. that. That's cool. I'm fine with that. I don't know. No, I, I know exactly what you mean. Well, and like, I think that's the hard part in this marketing world right now. And I'm seeing this a lot. You know, it's these kids that are graduating. And and again, I'm not one to push college education just because I don't have a degree. Uh-huh. I did one year and I dropped out. Uh-huh. But I called the YouTube university, but there's so many people. And so this is why I think business owners don't even realize that I wouldn't want to say they're dumb. There's kids that are graduating right now. There's, there's uh, people that are like learning this stuff for the first time because they lost their job or they see their friends doing it. A little, let alone, they worked for an agency, they started their own thing, not realizing there's so much more components when it comes to doing this for yourself or as a business, that they may think that they're doing the right thing. I mean, if you really think about it, Google, you know, went, you know, in the sense of programmatic where it could automate running ads in 2014, like it's just now 10 years old. Like, and so do you think, do you trust a 10 year old company to really be on top of their game around every corner? Absolutely not. You know, especially one that size, you know, right. Uh, it's one of the I call it the demigods of the internet. It's Google, you know, Elon, Zuck, and all these guys. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, it's like you know what we're seeing these kids graduate, learning about let's call it like um, you know your your uh, what do you call it the tree diagram, the you know your your pros and cons, you know, mapping out of uh, you know the, all their desires, and and they don't even know what's what's the ability. How do you run ads? How do you funnel somebody? How like how do you build out an ad campaign that actually produces performance for someone who needs leads or someone who needs um, sales around certain products? How do, how do you level out and, you know, do A-B testings to make sure that we're not wasting spend? You know, and some of these kids have never, and I, I keep saying kids, but I would just mean like, let's say some of these newer marketers, yeah, whatever, whatever age they are, they just don't, they've never had the budgets in front of them where they, where, you know, they're dealing with 20 to a hundred to $200,000 a month, if not half a million a month. Right. How totally. do you take, how do you take that and you walk into a room and say, Hey, we're going to, we're going to serve you properly.
0: Mm-hmm. I totally agree. And I mean, and. I love to, like, I love social media. I do feel like there is such a, like, focus on some of these younger type of marketers that don't kind of look at all of the channels that are available and how to utilize them. You know what I mean? Because that using them all together and with the different nuances of, like, their messaging and their their ideal customer and things like that. Um, I, yeah. I, I, find, I see there's, like, well, I have, like, 15,000 followers on Instagram, so I can start my own agency and help other people, which is great. But not the whole package. You
1: know what I mean? No, and like for example, here's a little tip. Yahoo, Yahoo Finance is the number one financial institution website resource out there. If you have a one percent type audience that you need to go after, yep. go to Yahoo. And people just don't think about that. You know, um, you know, and there's there, and there's other little things like little like little. I wouldn't call them secrets, but it's just with experience you learn this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's where I like. For example, we. Personally, I hate Facebook. <laughs> so I would, I will prefer to turn down Facebook ad clients just because Facebook is a nightmare right now. And I don't like it. I don't trust it. And I know the, what I'm seeing from the inside is not accurate with transparency. Now, granted, I know tons of businesses that thrive locally on Facebook, but I always argue I'm like, you know, in the day you're going to still go to Google maps or you're going to Google, you know, the local businesses. So why not work on SEO at the same time? But
0: exactly. Yeah, you know, leveraging the different channels to you know de- together or
1: yeah, yeah. Well, it's like it's like people put a billboard on the side of the highway and they go, you know, hey, we're branding, and it's like, dude, nobody pulled over and clicked your pest control, you know, or call like you're like, oh my god, I got to call these exterminators right now. Hold on, honey, and like swerves over and parks their car. Right. Like this, there's there's a fl- our funnel. There's a flow of marketing from running ads to doing it on Facebook, you know, and how that user is in that emotional state they're in mm-hmm. on that platform let alone where they're most likely to convert based off intent. You know, you look at PPC ads or AdWords, that is one of the most almost statistical um, data-driven conversion tracking opportunities when it comes down to actually knowing I'm going to put X in to get X out. But at the same time, you're going to pay a lot more on that cost per click because they know the intent's higher. You know, whereas running a display ad, sometimes that can be a huge waste of money, let alone running a Facebook ad to a shitty landing page that doesn't come. And then you're going to blame Facebook ads, yet it was your site because it didn't load fast enough. You know, so there's just this realm of things. So if you meet anybody who's like, and this is where I always, I always have to be careful when I talk about this stuff, because I'm like, I'll have somebody who's like the goddess or the, you know, the demigod of their own, the platform. And they're like, you have no idea how to use Facebook. And I'm like, you're probably right. We don't, absolutely. I'm not going to argue with you. So you're right. But to a business that doesn't know, that could be an issue.
0: Right. Yeah. And I think that's, I think this is probably one of the biggest reasons why I love marketing because it is so fun to use the different platforms, the different tools for the different businesses, you know, like nothing, nothing should be exactly the same, you know, for each business, like you were saying earlier, like, like a dentist and like a pest control person, like they get cut, like sometimes get cookie cutter custom strategies. And like, that's just, I don't know. There's just so many different nuances in marketing, which is what I love.
1: Yeah. And I'll say this other thing too. And I don't want to say this too often, but like there's a huge, 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 huge opportunity in this marketing world for real, honest and you know, um, call it studious marketers. Yeah. Because there's so much shit, like, mm-hmm. excuse my language. Um, but there's there's so much crap in here that if you really were to be like, oh, I'm gonna become the best local SEO expert for a dentist, the best local PPC ad and you know, ad person for a lawyer or a coffee shop or you know, whatever. And you knew the ins and outs, you're gonna find clients so fast, just for the sole purpose of your niche down, and you're gonna become the expert in that localized field. And I guarantee you you could be able to expand out across the state, let alone maybe even take regional or national clients eventually, but you're you can make it 10K to 15K a month income just doing this part time. If, yeah. if you put in the six months to, you know, you know, maybe a year of okay. learning the ins and outs of this.
0: Yep. So did you niche down? Do you work with it? like, are you industry specific or? No, like, yeah.
1: that actually, that actually hurt us for a little bit, honestly. Um, And it's still a fight. You know, if, if you look at rebuttal situation that we run into, because I listen to all the calls that we, we record them. You know, the first thing we always hear is, do you work with our type? You know, our, like we'll have on our website, some pretty large companies. They're like, oh, okay, so you don't work with, you know, the local whoever. And it's like, we do whereas this is where something now I kind of wish it would have been hard to build it back then, especially with the no like no knowledge. I wish I would have hired a coach that would t- talk to me. Like I'm talking, you know, now, yeah. um, just be frank, but I wish we would have, you know, built individual pages on our site of our industries or even built micro sites and just let them kind of slowly grow, you know? And really what I cared about the beginning was that, Hey, this media shark could eat the name of this other company. Um, <laughs> you know, to me, I'm, and also I live in Florida. So I was like, and I got short. Sure, oh, yeah, it makes I'm sense. I'm like, oh, badass name. But from a marketing standpoint, I'm like, man, it would have been smarter to to you know build out a couple of micro sites and niche down, or just really make it clear on our website that we work with a certain level of different clients. Because I mean, we work from software to we had Sprint and Boost as a client for a while, which was great, um, until their merger. And then we've had a local lawn care company, um, you know, pest control. So really what it comes down to, it's like if you have ad problems and you want somebody who's very direct and hands-on. Um, you know, then that's where they usually come to us, but on the other half of it too, we get a lot of agencies reselling us. So that was where the blessing kind of came in because since we were kind of broad, so it's, it's just, it's a hard answer. But if I was talking to somebody now, I'd be like, there are so many generalists, They call it a general surgeon, mm-hmm. but yet the, if you get into specific surgeons, you know, they, they're the ones who make the real money. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I'd say like, you know, really owning your niche and being the boss in that niche and that, in the, around that certain topics of whatever marketing, pieces there are like that's what i would do now
0: mm-hmm. that makes sense i like that I, I never niche down but um i i see the value in it uh for sure but
1: yeah yeah and that's I where we're, we're at now we're in that same boat it's like i i i wouldn't turn away i mean let's say we do turn away certain niches just because it this is not a fit for us whether right. we've had ethical things we, we felt we, we weren't comfortable working with um all the way to it's just they just wasn't our type of industry
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that too. Yeah. Sometimes if it's like, I have no idea what that is or how to market that, which doesn't yeah. happen very often, but I mean, there are different ways, you know, different channels to really make it effective. So, yeah.
1: Well, and we just like, for example, we worked with a uh, sperm and egg doning company. Um, we tried to, we'll call it.
0: Uh-huh. I and worked with it was, infertility uh, lawyers and doctors.
1: Yeah. And it was, it was a nightmare to get in. Now, don't get me wrong. The client had no idea what they were really doing. Um, yeah you know, they got some board money from somewhere investing and they're just trying to go, go, go. And with Google and a lot of the other restrictions around this stuff, it was, it, it, we actually just got to the point where it's just like, we told, I like, I actually had to jump on the call on this one and just say like, you know, we just unfortunately, we just can't move forward with you guys just because we're not going to be able to deliver what you need. And this isn't about us just taking your money.
0: Right. That's a hard industry. And it's like, it's, yeah, it's crazy. Um, and there are certain things you can and cannot say with those services, you know? Yeah. So,
1: yeah. And especially when you're out of the blue, like when, when yeah. we said, when I heard that we closed them, I was like, uh, okay. You know, and it, it was, it was a smaller sale from our standpoint, but I'm like, and we, you know, the salesperson was working with them and it was kind of one of their newer sales. So I was like, okay, that's fine. Um,
0: okay.
1: Yeah. I was like, after the first week and a half, I just knew I'm like, talk to them, figure out what we're doing. Like talk, talk to them about some of the issues we're running into and see if they've had the same issues of the past. And they end up firing their marketer at the time. It just was not the right time. And I think, you know, for us, we that's that won't be the client we'll be chasing, we'll call it.
0: Right. Yeah. Isn't it amazing? Like you can tell pretty quickly, like the energy exchange of like, this is gonna be really great, or this might not be the best, <laughs> you know? Like
1: yeah. And the funny thing is I've I've had so I wouldn't say I'm not gonna say this in a negative way necessarily. I've had so much more, I would call it just respect for and just and not even just like respect is the right word just a level of understanding when it comes to um and when we get to work with like ceos that are women they've like it's been the best and then i'll get these guys that i'm like you don't like it's almost like this alpha check we, especially with some of our guys when we get on calls mm-hmm. and it's just i don't know what it is but it's just been such an interesting dynamic that i've noticed i don't think i would have ever noticed if i wasn't in a ceo level situation mm-hmm. um But it was just, it's just been crazy.
0: Yeah. That's, yeah. There's definitely a difference. um, Yeah. It's
1: it's not hard to word that. I hopefully didn't come out necessarily bad by me. No,
0: not at all. No, no, not at all. I don't, I, and I totally understand what you're saying. Um, And I, like, in my, the beginning of my career, I didn't notice it either. Um, But now, like, it's definitely, there's some different, like, vibes and nuances. And, you know, eight years in now, I'm like, oh, okay, so this is, okay. This is how we're yep. going to handle this meeting.
1: <laughs> yep. Yep. And it's funny now you can, you can just know when you yeah, walk into it. E-
0: yep. Exactly. Um, so. I love it. So what kind of like, what are your favorite tools? Like what tools do you guys use daily? Like business can like live without them. Um, I'm always curious to see like what software and tools people are using.
1: Yeah. So Ahrefs. So it's Ah. And then REFS.com. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. That is my bread and butter. Like I have everybody. No, know that.
0: that's how you pronounce it.
1: Yeah. I may, well maybe, maybe not. Now you got me. No, yeah. no
0: you you're probably correct. Like I've only read uh, it. I'm like
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So HRS is one of my favorite. Um, spy Fu, um, it's pretty good too from an ad standpoint. Similar web's a great ad tool as well. You know, but really my my personal opinion is it's if you learn the the depth of hrefs, there's there's so much opportunity from an SEO to ad standpoint. Like, I don't think there's one perfect tool, but I can honestly say some of the biggest SEO agencies I know, like the guys even that pitched their clients on this on a call live, it is Ahrefs all the way. Um, You know, and and they're like a 60, 70 person agency that does just strictly SEO. So if they put that much trust in it, you know, we we followed that and we haven't had any issues. But as a business, that's a great place to start. And they also offer a huge free academy that. Again, they're using their tool, which is totally fine. Once you get into it, you're like, "Oh my gosh, this is so much easier than I thought it would be." Um, but that's, I would say, Ahrefs is my favorite one. Uh, the other one that I really like right now, it's it's actually um, called Copymatic, and it's an AI generating blog tool. You um, we know, we we test them out a little bit here and there, but and it's like forty bucks a month, but it's SEO optimized, and so yeah, and we don't, wouldn't sell this to a client necessarily, but we've used it for some of our sites and even had the clients use it to kind of just, you know, double down on blogs. Mm-hmm. So, but for 40 bucks a month to put out content around topics, that'll actually give you a 2000 word, you know, blog that's actually somewhat SEO optimized. And I'd say it's like 80%. You know, you still need to, you still need to edit hum, edit as a human to make sure yeah. it's right, correct. Especially when you get into certain topics that really you should be answering these questions. Um, yeah. It's just a great tool for $40. Maybe I just, I just <laughs> you just can't be.
0: Yeah, no, I'm excited. I totally wrote that down um, because that's amazing. And so for AI, like I'm probably behind the trend on AI. Like I just started using like after keyword research and then kind of plugging it into like Chat GPT for like blog topics, things like that. Like it's crazy to me and amazing how much like people are using AI. But and I, are there like, I guess, is there any way to guarantee that that, you know, is it's like not plagiarized or that it's not being used somewhere else or do you I mean, know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah. So that's the issue that I have right now is that like, I don't, I don't know if like, how can the thing give the same answer or differently 10,000 times?
0: Right.
1: You know, so, but that's where it goes back into getting into language. Language modeling is what Google's now dive, really diving into. So, but at the same time, I'm like, you know, the chat is also, a lot of people don't realize is like you take full responsibility of whatever it gives you the answer to. mm so, like, if you're putting out articles around ChatGPT and you're wrong about it, which it will give you blatantly wrong answers, you know, yeah. the the system has only, yeah, and, and the system only gives answers. I believe it's up till last year, I think now. I might be wrong on that. Um, they did roll back to 2021 for a while. But, like, you know, there's limitations within it. And you just have to be really careful. Like, if you're looking at it as a full AI solution, it's definitely not there. Like mm-hmm. what, what I think AI is really going to be is it's going to be so different than what we're seeing it as now. Right now, ChatGPT is the cool thing.
0: Yeah. Well, I it's think like a baby. Like, it's like a little baby. <laughs> yeah.
1: it's it's it. Well, what I think AI is going to be, it'll be, you know, the TV to the radio. Mm-hmm. Where it's just something that just blows our mind. Just, yeah. And, you know, let alone getting to color TV and then going into stream. You know, just that evolution is just right now we're working with like the newspaper radio aspect of
0: it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. Um, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, like when I started my marketing career, like social media didn't even exist. So even seeing that whole evolution, you know, like oh, it was the Facebook, and you had to have a college like email Connection. to be able to get on it. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Like it had to be like a .edu. Um, and so just seeing the evolution of Meta and like freaking take over the universe, it's crazy. <laughs>
1: i i just had this situation the other day i have a, a good friend and she uh she was talking to me and one of my other buddies wanted to come hang out and he's pretty famous on tiktok and i don't know him like that and so to me he's just my buddy like we've hung out you know just as if he's my friend yeah and uh, she's like oh my god oh, like it's like to me it's just the like social media stars and i mean he's, he's pretty he's pretty big like i i know that from a marketing standpoint but i i also know that he's built his brand so to him mm-hmm. it's a and it, to me, I look at it it's like, oh, that's your business. So, right. like, I could have Media Shark on a big website. And it's like, to me, I wouldn't care. It's like, okay, that's cool for us, you know? But yeah. to see somebody I know like freak out because it's like, oh my gosh, where are you guys going? Like, can I, can I come? I go, <laughs> sure. I, I, you know, it's just so weird that like, the, right. like these social media people now are little celebrities.
0: Yeah. You're like a little Brad Pitt or something, you know? Like, yeah. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, he's. I, I won't see. He's not good, as good looking as Brad Pitt, though. So I'll, I can't give him that. No, but he's he's a good guy. But but again, goes back to these. Uh, you know, just how times are changing when it comes to you know what the digital world looks like.
0: Yeah, totally craziness. Um. Okay, so I feel like I might have an idea of what this answer might be. But what is your favorite or like most effective way, like, um, that you market your business to to keep growing?
1: Um. So I'll give you kind of one that's on the outside. Um. Building out unique pages on the website. So if you were to go to gomediashark.com, you could look up, you know, you could hit our SEO tab and it'll say SEO agency. And then you could hit slash or for our forward slash every single state and from, you know, Alabama to um, uh, Wyoming. And each state has its own page. And then within each of those, we usually have five to 10 pages specific. So if you go Missouri slash um, Kansas dash city slash saint uh dash dose joseph florida slash orlando slash and so and so what we're telling google is basically again going back to I, I i wouldn't be lying to you when i say i really like sometimes say say the things that we teach or we 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 basically sell more or less um you know where i want to if i can help somebody out and just say like hey if you're listening to this podcast this is what you do um this is literally a huge yeah. hack right now just
0: what you preach which i love yeah
1: Yep, going back to your website's library. So if I want to be the Library of Congress, I better have tons of aisles that they can like, let's say Google can crawl. But like, for example, if we going like we were, we're still working on building this, because it does take some time. But we're doing this all for SEO agency right now. So what we're telling Google in the URL is, let's just use um, Tampa, for example. So our our URL basically goes Tampa slash Florida slash SEO agency slash media, go go media shark. So what we're saying is in Tampa, Florida, if you you looking for an SEO agency, here's the answer. That's just how the algorithm crawls right now. Mm-hmm. Now don't get me wrong, we still have links to it. Like there's a lot more in-depth to that too as well. But yes. that's that's what I'm trying to do right now is build a strategy. And then we'll build blogs around certain ones, certain um, cities that have just a little bit more like power to them. We'll call it more search volume like LA and um, actually, you know, Orlando. Yeah, New York. Yep. But that's one of those hacks that no one's, no one's talking about this. Which is this is blowing my mind because I'm like I know damn well these like guys are doing this too, but mm-hmm. it's like again if if you just want to build one website with five pages and you're and someone's selling you 20 blogs a month but you're not changing right. your website
0: mm-hmm.
1: only building one direction of this library not yes. all around. Um, sorry if anybody obviously you guys can't see me, but I'm I'm making a lot of hand movements. Um, but, <laughs> I make
0: a lot of hand movements too, but <laughs> I don't like do video because I'm like oh I'm taking more. If yeah, no, and I'm flanking my
1: hair around. So. <laughs> I get it. I, I wish I don't have any hair to sling around, but um, the other thing that I'll say too is just you know, micro um, micro ads, you know, instead of worrying about I want another SEO client, you know, in a very specific city, <clears throat> we have a very dedicated budget to you know, and I'm talking like a 10 mile radius of a city, and so if we know, for example, like I'm going to use Oh, Overland Park, Kansas, where a lot of people wouldn't really I, I grew up in Missouri, too. So I know that area. Um, or if it's Arizona, I'd be t- uh, targeting just um uh, maybe Glendale, Arizona. And we're just going so specific in that area. We're mentioning the name of the city. Obviously, in the ad, we're talking about some amazing deal that local businesses get. And then we drive that traffic directly to that page. that's built exactly for that um, city in the state about that that topic like SEO agency. So that's something I would recommend any business. Do. I mean, you can apply that even as a local lawn care company, just targeting targeting neighborhoods.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's simple. It just takes a little time, you know, to, to do all that.
1: Yep. Versus I could take, well, I could take MediaShark I could take your money and go, okay, yeah, hey, hey give us that X budget and we're just going to target all of uh, the Missouri, Kansas markets, things like mm-hmm. that. And mm-hmm. we'll see, we're going to see which one has better performance. It's like, no, we're, what we should be doing is micro targeting. And then zoning in on the audience. And if we see uh, certain areas not performing, test against it a little bit. If we see that, maybe that's just not the right type of people. Or, you know, maybe the search volume is just not there. Yeah. Okay, let's, let's pick somewhere else and move.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that.
1: We, yeah, Google will eat your money. Or, you know, any of them will eat your money. Yeah,
0: it's true. Um. Oh, I love that. Okay, that's such an easy hack. I love that. Like your simple hack. Uh,
1: yeah.
0: So, yeah. Um, Kind of switching gears a little bit. This is a question I really like to ask um podcast guests. Um, like, you know, being an entrepreneur just we have to get out of our comfort zones a lot. Um, I don't think it's for like the faint of heart. And so I love hearing people talking about different things that they do to get out of their comfort zone, whether it's, you know, and again to being an entrepreneur, it's, you know, kind of commingled with personal business because they there's a lot of that being together. So do you like what do you do sometimes to just like get out of your comfort zone to to help grow your business?
1: I actually it's really funny because I, I hate this. Um <laughs> well, and but the thing is it's like I preach this to everybody, but I hate it. Um I actually put on some weight lately, so I'm like I'm on the opposite side of like this is not what I want to be doing. Um, but honestly, it's it's doubling down on personal video. Mm-hmm. Um Going at like creating TikToks and like you know and, and it, I I believe this with all my heart every single business needs to have a TikTok channel and a YouTube reels channel and just talk about you you're like problems. you're
0: calling me out right now Joey,
1: no I'm not I'm not <laughs> um you know but like my Instagram like it's it's that marketing guy and I have some I think ninety some thousand followers yeah half half of those videos though I, I, this other thing too don't look at someone's followers cause I guarantee you half that shit I don't even think's real to be and it's just me being transparent no I agree. Like, you know, but there's a good, I know I have, because I can see it, I see a good chunk of people that I do know and follow, and, you know, and even clients that I've seen on there, you know, and even prospects, weirdly enough. So I, I know that's weird, but, but I'm like, if you realize that you could make a TV show about your business solving your problems that people need help with, why the hell are you not doing it? And that's why way I, like, when you say you want to get out of your comfort zone, it's shooting these videos and having no expectations that it'll be something but just knowing deep down that this will probably be something down the road because I'm putting in the, the work now that in two years, because I'm putting out two to three videos a week, which I haven't lately. So don't judge me, but like that's what I need to be doing and that's what I should be doing and am doing somewhat, you know, to get out of the comfort zone to increase the business.
0: Yeah, I love that. Um, I in the, the same way. Um, I but trust me, have... I
1: hate the way like I like look at myself and I'm like, oh, God, you're. Five more miles on the treadmill. Right. You know? Oh,
0: whatever. I just always hate yeah. video. Long story short, like, didn't even have a videographer at my wedding. Because I was like, nope, we're good.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I, but the thing that I, I think somebody said this, um, it was probably about a month, no, about a month and a half ago. They go, the person that's watching you in Utah, Canada, New York, doesn't know one, your insecurities, but two, they're not thinking about knocking shit on you.
0: Right.
1: You're either like, oh, that's interesting. I'll watch more or not my not, not my type of content. That's right. it. That's the harshest thing you're dealing with in the beginning.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think the harshest thing we deal with is our own self-judgment, you know? like.
1: Oh, well, yeah. And the best thing about it, the algorithm is set up for shit talking. So if you get people to talk shit on you, mm. you will go viral. Yeah. That's that is why you see point. people post content that is like getting into politics. Like if you, weirdly enough, talking about Trump and Biden. I don't, and I'm not pushing you to do this by any means. Right. Like I talked about SeaWorld openly and I had, I had somebody message me saying, I will, I'm unfollowing you because you're not talking about marketing anymore and you're giving your personal opinions.
0: Well, yeah. Yeah.
1: So Bye, Felicia. I, no, no, yeah. I cussed, I did a little cuss word to him. Um, but again, that's my thing was like, you know, I don't care. I know what I'm doing.
0: Yeah. But because
1: of engagement that's happening, that post, I think hit over a hundred thousand views or something like that.
0: Oh my goodness. That's amazing. But again,
1: but I think the way you look at your video is it's a funnel. So you yeah. do super generic stuff. Like, I think one of the worst things you could do is like, let's use like TV, or I know I don't, don't want to talk too much, but if we double down on making like, say, we do tie, we're a tire repair company, and all we talked about was just these one issues with tires and flat tires. Right. No, a very, uh, very specific niche. But if you talked about overall car maintenance, how to maintain your car better, you know, little hacks, you know, of you know just cleaning, maintaining. And then you also spoke about the tire issue. Yeah. And then you ran ads locally about you know how you're the tire solution provider that's how you do it
0: Mm -hmm. become the tire king no i agree yeah like sometimes you know kind of that whole content funnel strategy people are like well why are we talking about that well it's like well because it's kind of a broader term that we're going to bring them in and then we're going to you know kind of work them through and create that relationship and get them through the funnel and so then they're like oh okay that makes sense but same thing kind of at the beginning it's like oh wait why are we doing this but so. I
1: got a guy who does conspiracy theory videos. He just watches, like, does the <laughs> split screen, and he watches. My them.
0: husband probably watches them.
1: Yeah, and he's he's actually taken off. Lately, he actually he's in St. Pete here in Florida, and then he also gives marketing advice. And I know it's because he's getting, you're getting ten to twenty thousand people watching this conspiracy theory on Bigfoot. There's probably got to be like ten marketers in there. I'm guessing. You know what I mean? <laughs> Mm-hmm. so man i'm sure that his numbers are probably actually higher but people interested in business advice and then now because he's becoming that expert he, you know he's he knows the videos he's putting out to get the clients he needs right but he's just being super general just to get enough people filtered in.
0: yeah no, that makes sense because yeah that well, makes total sense um does he really talk about bigfoot
1: yeah oh yeah yeah i'll That's send you a... the link yeah
0: okay please do because actually like where we're from up here it's there's like a fifteen hundred dollar fine and it's 10 year jail sentence for killing Sasquatch, like it's it's a big deal up here. There's like Sasquatch festivals and there's people there's like every year at that festival they talk about how they've seen him out in the national forest. So uh, yeah, it's a thing.
1: We we have that too, but we know ours is real and it's called Florida Man.
0: Oh, okay. Actually, I feel like I've heard of Florida Man.
1: Well, Florida Man's just basically uh, any idiot that lives in Florida that's done something stupid, and so they call it the Florida man. So one fun funny thing is you should do look up your birthday, and type in Florida woman or Florida man, and just see what happened on that date for your birthday. But I don't think you can do a year. But yeah, like February fourteen, right? Whatever. And it's interesting. I had somebody threw an alligator through a McDonald's for my birthday.
0: Wow. So, yeah. I mean, I do miss the people in the South. They're oh, they're, they're a something. lively bunch.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They're 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 a dance for sure.
0: Uh, that's amazing. Um, okay. Um, so we are to the last few questions, uh, kind of like personal, I mean, obviously not like crazy personal, but, um, your five favorites. So what is your favorite book?
1: Um, I'd say outside of being religious, obviously the Bible for me, but like on the reverse side and business wise, I'm very big into, um, actually right now it's a hundred million dollar offer by Alex Ramosi. It's been I
0: have heard of that.
1: Is it yeah, good? It's, yeah. It's, it's actually phenomenal. Um, or sorry, hundred million leads that offer Perfect. ones to but make sure you buy the book because there's there's just so many like actual notes that he gives in here of like real screenshots of the work, the flow, the hours. That is just awesome book. I did the audio audio and then I went back and bought the book.
0: Oh awesome. Okay. Good to know. Cause yeah I do a lot of like audible stuff. Um but it's always nice to know when I'm supposed to like buy the actual physical book. Okay. Um what is your favorite drink?
1: Um I'd have to actually say probably a whiskey coke.
0: I Haven't had one of those in years. Yep,
1: <laughs> <laughs> the champagne's been the first time I've had this in a while. So, okay. okay. behind, yeah,
0: awesome. Um, what is your favorite thing to do to relax?
1: Um, you know, honestly, it's it's kind of weird. It's scuba diving or running. Oh.
0: I'm the same with running. I'm definitely not scuba diving. I don't really <laughs> like the water. But <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, it's
1: just weird. It's weird how you can get on the. I mean, don't get me wrong. You- tired but mm-hmm. it's just weird how your mind just releases
0: yep totally I love that are you like certified or anything down there or like oh. really into scuba diving
1: are they said so, oh they' meant like for running I'm like no nah, I'm, I'm fat so I guess that's my certification oh. um no uh yeah I'm, I'm yeah I'm open one I've got probably 100 and some dives on me so
0: yes that's cool yeah. um what's your favorite thing to watch?
1: Um, If it's not Jurassic Park, it's going to probably have to be the office right now. Um, I'm a, wor- or, I'm a worshiper of the office. I mean, how can uh, you Also, play? outside of YouTube, I watch an ungodly amount of YouTube videos related to marketing. I'm not joking. Probably every day, three to four hours. While I work, I have a second screen, and I'll just have videos after videos playing about marketing hacks and things. So and I, really I keep a little notepad. That. So yeah, trying to be efficient when I can.
0: Mm-hmm. I like it. So, and I know, like, So you do a free SEO audit audit on your website. Do you have any kind of like hacks or anything like that you put together that people can get or?
1: Yeah. So we actually have a, um, I'll have to, I'll send a link to it. We just, I believe uh, we just, we just rolled it out. But yeah, we have a toolkit about 120 different AI tools that you can utilize for your business. Some are paid, some aren't. And again, we're not affiliated to any of them. Mm-hmm. So, um, but they're all broken down from web design to, uh, SEO ads, things like that from dashboard reporting, just really just one of those things that, you know, if, if there's a need that you have, maybe there's a tool out there that, you know, could be maybe cost effectively uh, or cost effective for what you we know, a solution that you need.
0: Awesome. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll put that in the podcast notes too. Um, and lastly, where's your favorite place to travel to?
1: Oh man, I'd say honestly, uh, Cancun, Mexico. And then I also, I really enjoyed Serbia. I know it sounds really weird. Dude. Oh,
0: wow. Yeah, those are like yeah. two opposites.
1: <laughs> yeah, I actually I was dating a girl and I, I was supposed to meet her out there for a wedding and I called her last minute saying I couldn't find airline tickets because I typed in Syria and not oh. thinking about it. And I thought I knew I was going to be in big trouble for this because this is yeah, the ex was very angry about it. And uh, yeah, turns out it was Serbia and it was. Oh, my God. Uh, so you
0: just went to Serbia on accident?
1: No, no. I mean, I, I oh, okay. went to Syria on accident. No, um, <laughs> oh
0: yeah, you're right.
1: Sorry. <laughs> war zone. So it's kind of frowned upon. Um. But yeah, no, I just I I booked the plane ticket last minute, and I'm I'm the worst speller in the world, and so I just was like, "There's no freaking flights to Syria." Um, but uh, yeah. So anyway, no, it was it's beautiful. Like the country is beautiful, the people are beautiful, and it's just so different. Like it's like stepping back in a time.
0: Oh, that's cool. So, that's amazing.
1: Yeah, definitely. That you and the hub, husband go check it out. Like it's just it's just worth spending a week there.
0: Yeah. Okay. Good to know Like that in all the podcast episodes that I've done, this is the first answer of Serbia. So I'm actually pretty excited because I mean, it looks like a rugged country, which would be super rad.
1: So It's yeah, but it's like, um, I can't think of where we went. I'll send you the the, the location and stuff, but I mean, it, it's still like a step back in time for sure, but it's just like the local people, like it's like the old cities, things like that. And, and there's nothing dangerous. I mean, we did a wine tour that was just like, like with the oldest, uh, I want to say the oldest, like honey mead brewery. Like, just like, like I don't know how old, I mean, old, old, you know, way out in the country, you know, yeah. and it was just, it was so cool to step back in time and you just have that's all cool. these like, little towns that are from like the 14, 1600s and they have so much culture in them.
0: Yeah. And just kind of like slowing down, I would imagine. I bet it's a little yeah. slower.
1: Yeah. And, you know, and that's the thing too, you know, it's just were I think a lot of Europe's like that in a way. So yeah. I think yeah. not in a bad way. It just will say certain parts of Europe for sure.
0: Yeah. No, totally. One of my clients, um, they have like a big conference every year and then it falls usually in like September and everybody's like, oh, son of a bitch. Like they're all on holiday for August, you know, like the whole month. like.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: yeah, which is amazing. Like, I love that. Like, I, I wish we could practice more of that in the U.S. But
1: I thought it was so I went to I was in Berlin as well when I was out there and I, I enjoyed Berlin. It wasn't my type of city personally. Um, I loved like the, the war history, but yeah. also getting down like it was just so cool because I like, get noon. Or I'd go out for like, I don't know, whatever, 11 o'clock. And I just like see a lot of these people out there just drinking and drinking beer. And I'm like, I felt weird I'm having a soda or a tea or something <laughs> like like this. The guy who's the in his office. Can... Yeah, this office suit dude is like just, you know, clearly he's in the middle of the day talking to his boss about something. And he's just down in this big old beer. And I'm like, so cool. You know, um, do
0: they take naps after that? Like, I don't know if I could keep. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I, I could go I, back I, to work, but like, I don't know.
1: It's like that what? You, know. What's the efficiency of work in Berlin? No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly.
1: But no, it was it was a really cool time.
0: That's awesome. Oh, awesome. Um. Okay. So, can you? I know you've mentioned a few times your business and your Instagram, but can you put all of that out there now so everybody can get their free SEO audit and the hacks and connect with you um, in all the places that you're at.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so honestly just go to gomediashark.com and you can just fill out a thing. You can even say, you know, in the show in the notes, you know, heard you on the podcast. Um, we have an SEO audit. You can pretty much drop in, you know, any email and then we'll we'll send you one. Um, it'll be about your website. It is helpful if you do put in the notes that, you know, you have like three competitors um that you want us to analyze with it, because that's be a little helpful too. But then also, you know, for more on that call-to-intimate side, if you have questions or things like that, um, it's that marketing guy on Instagram.
0: Thank you. Um this has been amazing. Uh, you shared so much fantastic information. It's probably one of the longer podcasts I've had in a long time. I didn't even realize like. Oh, sorry. No, I, I love it. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, time flies when you're having fun and talking. So thank you. Um, you just shared cool. so much awesome information.
1: Perfect. Well, I appreciate you having me. I've had a blast.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, we'll have, to ha- we'll have, to have you back Um, after Google rolls out all the stuff we just learned. We'll, we'll have you back in six months. <laughs>
1: Let's, let's do it. And then, yeah, we'll we'll wait for another six months of updates. So it'll be coming yeah, through. Yeah,
0: exactly. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening to this week's Bubbles and Biz. I hope you enjoyed it and were able to walk away with something new to implement or inspired in some way. If you're frustrated with your marketing efforts and you're ready to master your marketing and grow your business, I'd love to help you. Head to nb.marketing backslash services to learn more.